So um, what we found is two thirds of companies are spending close to 600 hours a year on HR admin. So two thirds of companies spending 600 hours a year on HR admin. And then the spending for the biggest businesses, you know, to try to correlate to like, what does that actually cost? Uh, 400,000. Welcome to season four of Paychecks Pulse, an HR podcast where HR professionals can find great insights on today's top issues and be inspired to build and lead effective teams in a healthier workplace. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Parsons. Welcome to the Paychecks Pulse podcast. Joining me today is Alice Braden. Alice is the founder and president of Braden Inc., an independent market research firm that works with Paychecks to conduct industry-leading thought leadership studies. Braden provides market research to leading brands around the world, and Alice herself has more than 25 years of experience gathering and analyzing business research. Alice, welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here. So it's so great to have you, and I want to talk about the latest study that you've conducted for us, the Priorities for Business Leaders for 2024. So you've done this annual survey a few years now, haven't you? Yes, it's the sixth year. And I mean, it really just is so interesting. So every year we talk to business leaders across the country in companies with 500 fewer employees in all kinds of industries. And we ask them what's on their minds, you know, what are their priorities? And I think most interestingly to me is how they're solving problems. And we've definitely seen different priorities, different challenges over these past few years, everything from working from home to returning to the office, inflationary pressures, hiring pressures. Uh, but I want to focus on this being a the Pulse podcast and focused on HR. I want to talk about HR challenges. What did you see there? Did anything unusual pop up this year in 2024? There's really, yeah, there's just some uh, amazing stuff. So, But just to set the context, nine out of 10 companies are planning to increase headcount in 2024. That's not a shocker. Um, but then what I thought was interesting is that when we asked HR leaders how much of a challenge it was going to be to hire, they said the struggle level is up this year compared to last. So, um, you know, that's interesting to me. So now we've got um, quite a bit more than half saying that they're really concerned about that. Um, all right. So that's sort of what they're doing and what they're worried about. But then specifically within the HR world of, you know, things they need to get done, risk management is the top and managing workers' compensation. So that's the absolute top challenge that HR leaders say they're facing. So, I mean, I think that's interesting. Um, there are lots of reasons for that. Employees all over the place, um, the need to retain. I mean, all of the reasons that um, we know that companies are really focused on creating a compelling and great work environment. So that makes a lot of sense to me, but I still think it's interesting. Then... Very next on the list is leadership development. So that's new. That's interesting to me. And not far behind it is managing performance. Now, I also think that's the sign of the times because, you know, employees are here, there, and everywhere. Retention is key. And if you want to succeed, um, you know, in this context and in all those domains, you've got to give your leaders the training and the backup they need to do their jobs as well as possible and make sure that you're managing performance and feeling, making employees feel like, you know, you're a place that they want to stay. So that to me really jumped out. And it's completely consistent with what you all found 
over the summer when we did the Pulse of HR of 2023, this, this idea of managing. And I think it speaks to the fact that managing is different now. It's, it's changed, and you've got to be equipped with different skills. There's different things happening out there in the world, aren't there? I mean, it's different. And I think that you, you're making a great point, which is that there's a recognition that this does not happen automatically. And, you know, there's training and upskilling required to really make your leaders and their teams feel supported, just feel supported and feel like they have a future with you and enable them to do their, um, their best job and to be productive. So I think it's a really great trend that we're seeing because I really do think that it's not only great for people on the job, but it's just a really great recognition uh, on the part of companies that that um, support needs to be there. I, I love it. And I love your statement. It doesn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this with culture, uh, with uh, with a lot of things. This, this idea of intention makes a, a huge difference. When you looked at HR challenges, did you see any difference between different industries? We tend to like just say employers and we are very broad. Mm-hmm. But you and I know uh, different industries have very different employer challenges. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's just a great uh, question to ask because I do think it's interesting to look at the total. But then you have to say, OK, well, you know, the, these businesses are so vastly different. So, you know, how, what are they facing? And we really looked at three industry groups, professional services, skilled trades, and retail. So, I mean, those are about as different as they come. So what did we find? Professional services and skilled trades, like the total group, um, have risk management and managing workers comp as their top. So that makes sense to me. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense. But when we looked at retail, the tippy top concern for them is offering competitive compensation and benefits. Second for them is total rewards, which is really looking at, um, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, which is probably nobody, but just in case, you know, that's really looking at the entire compensation um, package, everything that's offered from, you know, flexibility to ex- comp and, and benefits and everything all rolled in and really communicating that, um, you know, in an ongoing way so that it's really clear. Anyway, so that makes sense to me in retail because it's such a brutal environment. Retention and hiring is super tough. So total makes sense there. Second, in professional services and skilled trades, then we saw um, looking at competitive compensation and benefits and benefits administration. So it's a little bit of the same for the total, but uh, I think some interesting differences, which map completely to the challenges that we know are present in these industries, right? And um, But I love it. I just love, I love digging into this stuff. Stop me. Stop me before I go further. <laughs> it. it- it, it, and this uh, that's a great segue into the next section I want to talk about. It's actually a section of the report called HR Administration Overload. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I think it's a great section, but I guess the news isn't all that great. And, and you touched no. on it there, all the different things HR leaders have to think about now and lean into now. What did you find about the actual costs associated yeah. with yeah. HR administration? Well, I would ask you if you're sitting down, but I know you are, so I can actually share these numbers because they're like just crazy. So um, what we found is two thirds of companies are spending close to 600 hours a year on HR admin. So two thirds of companies spending 600 hours a year on HR admin. 
And then the spending for the biggest businesses, you know, to try to correlate to like, what does that actually cost? Uh, 400,000 a year, as high as that. So that's sick. And your question, if I let you ask it, I know Rob would be, um, how is that up from last year? And again, glad you're sitting because it's 70% increase from last year. That's just a huge number. And that's not just, yeah. Yeah. it's not just costs that I'm spending. There's opportunity costs there as well. I could be doing that management development, that leadership development that I'm talking about. Uh, and instead, I'm bogged down in admin, aren't I? No, it's crazy. And I mean, that is where that bogged down because we did a follow on question, you know, to the time and cost and asked them, where does this time and money go? Um, and the short answer is basically retirement and uh, benefits administration. So everything from the 401k health, dental vision, and then um, payroll. So yeah. those are the drivers, both of time and cost. And it makes sense. We just got through, and I'm sure everybody else did, annual enrollment, year-end payroll, W-2s. I mean, it's things are not getting simpler, are they? I mean, they really aren't. And we found some interesting, um, we asked a little bit about what happens to time and expense when um, companies have locations in different states and employees in different states. And I mean, logically, this isn't surprising, but I think it's worth touching on because, I mean, the numbers really go through the roof, of course, when organizations are trying to manage uh, multiple locations and employees all over the place. And yeah, just keeping up with the compliance and then the struggles of distributed workers, as wonderful as it is. Um, yeah, it just ratchets up the everything, basically. <laughs> That's oh, a yes. technical we know, word, we the know. everything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we know every state has their own unique spin on on how we should be handling and managing employers or employees. So that's, and, that's no surprise yeah. at all. Yeah. And we asked, you know, we ask open end questions in the survey and um, you just hear it from leaders. They say, um, you know, constantly changing um, new regulations, whether it's like industry or, um, as you're saying, state or federal. Um, and the federal is consistent from state obviously, but you know, it's from all angles. And I think I really heard that, um, like almost plaintive cry in the verbatims, you know, which is, um, people telling us exactly how they're feeling, um, just about, it's like constantly moving. It's just trying to keep track of all. It's really tough. You also had a big section on people management priorities, uh, and here we saw a lot of variation between companies of different sizes. Mm-hmm. No, we really did. And I mean, the variation, this is just like the industry variation where, you know, you're just so glad you asked because it really is quite different. But there was one commonality that I want to touch on just to, to kind of emphasize the point I made before, which is that across all four size groups, uh, you know, again, between the really little ones with five all the way up to companies with 500 um, employees, um, in every single size bracket, improving career planning and skill building is among the top three. So that's interesting to me. So that's a commonality. Um, and then when we look at what's different, you know, in the smallest companies, that is the tippy top um, focus. And then as companies get bigger, we see a focus on benefits and evolving those and not just like offering them and, and handling the admin we were talking about a moment ago, but actually improving them 
you know, to make um, them themselves more compelling, you know, to, to compete. And then um, making sure those are good for not just for hiring, but also for retention. So we see a lot of focus on benefits as companies increase in size, which of course is logical, but um, it's, it's really stunning how among the biggest companies, I mean, they're really just focused on that. And I could, I can see that just with our own client base, we're seeing there's a, a, a larger breadth of benefits being offered because different parts of the workforce want different things. And you can't just mm-hmm. do a one size all fits approach and expect it to work. Now the environment just doesn't work like that. Well, we saw a, I mean, these leaders are very sophisticated. So obviously they know um, this, but I think starting last year, we really saw a greater focus and emphasis on a recognition of exactly what you just said, Rob, which is um, the one size fits all isn't going to work. And no matter how challenging it might be to do that and offer the right benefits to whoever they're trying to attract, they're really doing it because they know they've got to. And, um, and we've seen a, a real shift in the last couple of years on that front. So I wanted to end uh, with a bit on why leaders love to lead. Mm-hmm. I found that part of the report to be extremely interesting. Well, it's really cool because, you know, um, people share all these challenges with us, you know, and you just hear about the hours and, and you really just are thinking about how hard this job really is to do well. You know, and you just admire them so much for what they're doing. But then it is really kind of, I guess the word to me is almost heartwarming to hear what keeps these leaders going. Because the top one was um, the satisfaction of developing teams to their potential. You know, which just really shows you that the focus really is on the employees and, you know, not just on the the numbers or the admin. So I I think that's just really nice. And the second is using um, creativity to find solutions to problems. And we really see that when leaders share with us what they're, how they're going to um, face down these challenges. You do see just amazing creative thinking and and real smarts and you know fresh ideas. So uh, it's nice to see. It's a it's an exciting time. I think. Uh, any parting thoughts for our listeners? Well, I mean, some other number. I know you were asking me early on what really jumped out to me, but um, we did ask about overall you know, how are you going to manage risk and um, be efficient with it, right? Because there's managing it, but we talked about the numbers a few minutes ago and, and they're just crazy. So what we found this year is that 78% say that it's extremely or very likely that they'll outsource HR admin tasks in the next 12 months. And that's up. And again, you're seated, which is good. That's up seven from 17% the year before. And I mean, to me, you know, what I hear in that is all the stuff we talked about, multi-state, employees of all different, with all the different kinds of needs, making sure you're meeting those. It's just a lot. And I think there's a recognition, like you just can't go it alone. That's fantastic, Alice. So, so much great information in our little podcast. We certainly didn't get time to to touch on it, on, on it all, but thank you so much for joining and sharing some of the highlights with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you to our listeners. Uh, To get your own copy of the research, you can go to pages.paychecks.com slash 2024 hyphen priorities hyphen report. And we'll also put a link in our show notes for you. And don't miss our upcoming webinar series on this data, 
We'll be doing one a month, and Alice is actually joining us for the first event on January 25th. You could just visit payx.me slash hrgrowth to sign up. That's P-A-Y-X dot M-E slash hrgrowth. Uh, we'll also get that registration link into the show notes for you as well. And that brings this episode to a close. As always, please stay happy and healthy. Be sure to subscribe to this and our Paychecks Thrive Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Looking for more ways to keep your finger on the pulse of industry dynamics? Visit our resource center for the latest research, thought leadership, and news at paychecks.com slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, please stay happy and healthy. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2024. All rights reserved.